podcast is a proud member of the CypherCast Network. Discover more at CypherCast.net and follow us on Twitter at CypherCast.net. Welcome to Incantations, an Invisible Sun podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. And we will be your guides along the path of suns. Today we sing A Distant Light Pierces the Mist, wherein we talk about what we can learn from the Yellow King RPG's combat system for our Invisible Sun games. Join us on the path of suns and we may uncover a secret or two. When we cast A Different Light Pierces the Mist, we discuss what we can draw from other games and other media for our Invisible Sun sessions. Uh, with this casting, I wanted to discuss the recently released Yellow King RPG, and in particular, its combat system. There's some other elements of the RPG I may come back to later, but the combat system is something I, I may try to implement almost immediately in my own Invisible Sun games. Uh, quick question. Is Invisible Sun, is this a gumshoe game? Yellow King is a modified gumshoe game, what they okay. are now calling Quick Shot Gumshoe. So it has a model similar to Invisible Sun, where... For uh, tasks where you're going to roll a die, for a lot of investigation ca- tasks, you don't you don't roll a die. If you know about art history and the art history clue is there, you just automatically get it. Yeah. But if you're trying to punch someone, let's say, uh, then that's uh, a a task where you might fail. So you do roll a die, and it's rolling against a target number, and you decide how many points to spend to give yourself a bonus towards towards that target number. So it might be that punching someone's a target number of four on a D6, four or better would succeed, but you spend two points of your punching skill, I forgot what it's called, um, and you get a plus two bonus on your on your die. So if you would roll a two or better, you would succeed at punching. So you, you see it's, a, it's simpler than, but similar to the Invisible Sun system of having a target number and building a uh, venture. Mm-hmm. Except it uses a, a D6, so the range is smaller and the numbers won't map one-to-one to a, uh, a D10 system. Yeah, it's similar, uh, and you can't refresh your pools like you can in Invisible Sun. Um, you, there are ref- you do not refresh them at will. There's right. mechanisms for refreshing them based on stories. Yeah, uh, but they, that's they, gumshoe. We don't need to talk about gumshoe. Right. Uh, also, healing and health are different in Quick Shot Gumshoe than in Gumshoe, and also different than Invisible Sun. But that's mm-hmm. where I might come back later and talk about things I've learned from their health and injury system that we can bring into Invisible Sun. But that okay. I'll just tease that conversation for later, and and probably tease it again a few times when it com- becomes relevant. But the, the key point is that like Invisible Sun, it's a uh, roll versus a target with whatever bonuses you assemble system. What it it just comes out and says, we're trying to de-emphasize combat <laughs> that we do not want in the Yellow, the Yellow King game session is not intended to be three and a half hours of combat with a half hour denouement of RP of RP conversation. Uh, I will say that even with like we did Knights Black Agents and the combat in there was generally quick, but it would be like a combat encounter is about half an hour. I'm reading your I'm reading through your notes here yeah. and it sounds like, yeah, they're really de-emphasizing it. And I'm very curious. But they they de-emphasize it in a way I think is interesting for Invisible Sun and will mm-hmm. appeal to some players. I think it's going to appeal to my players. So I want to give it a shot. And so and I'll explain how all of this works. Please do. So in the Yellow King RPG, 
you decide two things before you start your uh, encounter. One of them is decided by the GM. The GM decides how challenging a, a an encounter is supposed to be. And so this is based on sort of almost a novel writing technique. And you say, are, are they fighting minions? Are they fighting someone uh, they're supposed to be evenly matched with? Are they fighting a uh, uh, someone that they are less powerful than that? You know, clearly out, uh, overpowers them. So you you have uh, in, in the base Yellow King game. There's I think seven different levels from weak to too awful to contemplate <laughs> level of difficulty for the opponent. Um, and so this is much like you're you, you setting a general level for uh, any obstacle. And if you want a weak obstacle, it might be on Invisible Sun terms, it might be a three or a four. Uh, if you want a tough obstacle, it could be above 10. But you, right. you set that difficulty. You also, there's a table, but you could do this without a table. Because uh, the second decision is made by the players. The players decide what their goal is in this encounter. Because it doesn't have to be kill the opponent. It could be capture the opponent, escape from the opponent, grab the idol and get out of the room. It could. There's all sorts of different goals that you might have, and uh, if you're the difficulty is modified by the nature of that goal. If all you're trying to do is escape, it is half as difficult as trying to kill whatever the opposition. If you're trying to, uh, if you have something that is not as easy as escaping, but not as hard as killing, then you might have something that's in between those difficulty levels. And while there's a table, the table again is for Yellow King is based on a D6 system, so the numbers won't translate directly. Mm-hmm. But you could kind of recreate this by saying, okay. Wait a you- second. Hmm? You could recreate this almost. Well, you could almost map it because you just multiply it by three and you're almost there. It's pretty close. Um, pretty close. Yeah, anyway, but <laughs> yeah, I think fives and sixes are more common in Gumshoe than fifteen to eighteen would be in Invisible mm-hmm. Sun. But there are yeah, there are absolutely some ways you could do this. There's probably I, I if it's, if this works really well, I might just create my own. Um, the Yellow King RPG is going to be open source anyway, Ooh. so I can uh, kind of create an algorithmic version of the table to say here's how you would do this. But for now, just as a pitch to why you might want to do this. You just got two decisions. The GM would say something like, you've got a tough challenge on your hand. What do you want to do? What are your goals? The players define whatever goals they have. And then mm-hmm. the combination of the difficulty of the opposition and the nature of the goal interacts to create a target number for that encounter. And then here's where the system is very simple. Everybody gets one. As Spider-Man tells us, everybody gets one. one and one. you uh, one attempt. Okay. You do one of anything you want in order to overcome that challenge. So it could be punching the opposition. It could be grabbing the object. It could be opening up um, a portal so you can escape. Anything you do to accomplish the goal can be your attempt. Okay. In the Yellow King, and I think we can adapt this for Invisible Sun, initiative order is based on how much resources you spend in order to accomplish your goal, we could just substitute the venture number for that. If you have a higher venture, you go first. Okay. And then you go in descending order of venture, uh, the venture number. So first, the first, uh, first player might say, um, I'm going to punch this demon and my venture is, uh, and so the, uh, well, I'll, I'll do So we'll start from the very beginning. I might say, I want a, 
an encounter against a demon that I want to be challenging, but not overwhelmingly so. So I'll call it evenly matched. Evenly matched is going to be about a six on okay. uh, Invisible Sun. And um, I asked the players, what do you want to do? Do you want to kill the demon? Do you want to um, escape the demon? Do you, you know, what are, there's like eight different options in the book. Well, I uh, think uh, for the purposes of this example, we want to defeat the demon so that it goes back to the red sun. Okay. So you like so banish to, the demon. We want to banish this demon. And so that you might say, well, that's going to be easier than killing the demon. So I'm not going to make I'm not going to modify it, say, plus two for killing, which would have taken it to seven or eight. OK, let's just say eight. But let's say um, banishing is going to be a little harder than 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 the baseline. So let's make it let's make it a seven. Okay. If you had just said you wanted to escape, it might have only been a four or a five. You know, you kind of play with this however you want. Yeah, I didn't want to make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> so we've 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 pegged the number at seven. Then you say, okay, do you're trying to banish the demon. Everyone do something related to banishing the demon. That could include helping other people. That can include distracting the demon. That could include um, weakening it, maybe by punching it in the face, whatever you need to do to accomplish this goal. But this way, everyone gets to define for themselves what their role is. And to some extent, supporting activities are just as important as the core activities of punching and summoning or banishing or the ritual or whatever else may be. Cause it doesn't matter. What matters is everyone gets to do something and everyone then builds their venture. What, what are you going to do? And what's your venture to accomplish this? So one person says, I'm going to draw the banishing circle because I'm a goetic and I have certain skills that allow me to draw circles and things like that. And I'm like, okay, so let's say she gets a venture of three. And then someone else says, well, this demon's not going to just let us do that. I need to distract them by punching it repeatedly in the face. And I'm just okay at punching, but I'm willing to do this. My venture is two. And someone says, well, I've, I've got no idea. Um, I guess I will read from this book about how to augment your, your banishing circles. But I only have a venture of one when it comes to reading rituals out of books. But you can see anyone can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. A weaver could weave. Um, yeah, you know. Weaver is going to weave two things together that will like bind the demon into place so it's easier to mm -hmm. get the circle around him. Right. So everyone comes up with one thing and what their venture is towards that goal. All mm -hmm. of them have the same target. It's always going to be seven in this case. They Everyone shares the same target number. Whoever's got the highest venture, uh, if it was our, 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 our banishing person with a venture of three, we say, okay, you go first. Venture of three against a target of seven roll. And we just go and just, it, it should be increasing tension because the probability of success decreases as the venture decreases. Um, so do you just need one person to succeed and then you do it or what? You need a majority. Okay. Um, so you, it could become moot. If halfway through the party, you um, uh, succeed, you get, you get you a majority. Still so if you get the majority and you're only halfway through, do you still have the rest of the people roll it out just because it, there might be consequences? Right. It, it depends on the consequences of the encounter because the last part of the system is that there's something called a toll for the mm -hmm. combat. And this typically increases with the difficulty. When you're fighting minions, there's no toll. You just fight them. You swat them away. They go away. You carry on. But really starting with evenly matched uh, opposition all the way up through 
too awful to contemplate. Even when you succeed, it takes a toll on you to have gone through this stressful situation. Mm -hmm. In the Yellow King game, that is, you, you, you get a choice. And the, the choice works pretty well for Invisible Sun 2. You can pay a, a point that represents basically health. In our case, you would just, you would pay a uh, physicality benet. Um, or a, well, no, I think it'd be, a, in our case, I think it would be a, definitely a physicality benet. Physicality for a physical task, um, but Yellow King being a Cthulhu-inspired system is going to be uh, that's true. physical or mental, right? Yeah, so you could also do, is it intellect would be the equivalent for yeah. physical? Yeah, you could do, depending on the nature of the of the toll, you could say it's going to cost you a physicality um, or it's going to cost you a intellect. And the tolls can be higher. If you are facing a particularly nasty creature, um, it could have a toll of three. You've got to spend three physicality, but I don't think that's allowed without having secrets. Um, um, do you have to pay this toll regardless of how you rolled, or is it just a consequence for failure? I believe it is a con uh, and now I've got to remember. Um, I believe, let's see, let me, I'm going to make it up. Um, I believe it is, there's a, that you pay the toll whether you succeed or not. I mean, that is what a toll is. Right. Um, but if you fail, you also suffer a consequence. Okay. Now, uh, I've mentioned this only briefly before. I may go into more detail later. One thing the Yellow King game does that I think is really interesting and I may borrow is they have a health system that's eerily similar to Invisible Sun where you, instead of having points, you accumulate cards. Okay. You can have up to, if you get a third injury card, you're dead. Do these cards have other effects associated with them or are they just reminders? Exactly. They have other effects. Okay. So in our in, in Invisible Sun, you have three um, you basically you can you can absorb three physical injuries um, or wounds, I should say, uh, and three, uh, you know, anguish, it, it, three anguish. Right. So instead, I might replace those points with the same card system, where if you take an injury, you get a card. The card has some sort of secondary effect as well as an explanation for how you get rid of it. Okay. A minor injury might be when you next rest, you discard this card. Uh, but until then, any any uh, you, you have a vex in physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, or scourge, maybe I should say, could be it be it would last until you get rid of the card. That'd be a scourge. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a scourge. Yep. Um, uh, or it might be something a little more, uh, it might be something like you have a scourge of three on a really bad shock, um, that is to say anguish injury, that you are paralyzed with a feeling that you, you, you have no power and that you are too weak to face this opposition. So you get a scourge of three on all tasks until you succeed at something. And as soon as you succeed at something against this opposition, you have regained your confidence. You discard that card. Hmm. So every card includes a penalty and a means of discarding that card. Uh, there are some cards even that last across. That usually you discard all of them at the end of a session um, or a scenario, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them even say continuity where you would keep them until you it would require a lot more to get rid of them than just resetting at the end of a scenario. So they're semi-permanent. Cool. 
Uh, and this just, I, I see this having a number of advantages. Uh, first, combat really bogs down for my party. Now, I don't know if this is necessarily a problem of the system, though I suspect part of it is. Uh, we play on roll 20, so we're you know, separated. We don't, we're not, we're not in the same room that does add to some of the complexity and the game wasn't designed for that. So I'm already doing something unusual that may all be my fault, but combat really bogs down. My players aren't particularly enthused about it. They try to avoid it whenever possible. And I think it's because whenever we have combat, there's an hour and a half. Yeah, that is pretty bogged, (laughs) pretty close to it, an hour to an hour and a half. And they would rather be doing other sorts of things. So I wanted a way to accelerate combat. And this is a way to accelerate combat that's narratively consistent with Invisible Sun, because Mm -hmm. like so many other systems, we just say, here's your target or here's your goal and target number. What do you do? Do you weave? Do you punch? Do you shoot an arrow? Do you intimidate? You do whatever you do. Uh, to accomplish this goal. And that way it gives them freedom. There's, there isn't a limited number of, of, of options they can select for actions. Everyone can shine however they want to shine, whether it's by drawing chalk uh, circles on the ground, or it is remembering some particular weakness from their training, or it is punching, because some people really want, that's what they want to do, is they want to punch things. It can be any of those things. Everybody gets one. And then you decide at the end whether a majority has succeeded or not and what what the consequences of succeeding or not succeeding would be. Uh, I also like the the whole card system. So I might go into more detail when I read more of the cards. There's like a hundred or something of these condition cards that I could adapt for Invisible Sun. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm less prepared to talk about that. Uh, uh, but the, the speed is... Yeah, the speed and flexibility is what really sold me on this for, for my group. Now, some groups might really like the combat part. Uh, and so they may not want to accelerate combat. They really want to focus on it. But my group definitely wants to accelerate it. So I'm going to give this a try. I mean, I could see it being really nice for accelerating combat encounters that aren't super important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think for the set piece encounters, I would still probably, you know, default to, you know, what's in the rules. Uh, but for the little stuff, that I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on. Like, yeah, this, this seems like a really good idea and I, I might be goofing around with it too. Yeah. That, that's a great idea. I, I hadn't thought of that, but I, I agree. I think this might be for non boss battles and yeah. then the equivalent of a boss battle still follow. Cause honestly, my boss battles all break the rules anyway. Right. <laughs> and it usually, the boss battles are usually designed so that, Oh, this player has this to do. And that player has this to do. And, you know, they have to kind of figure out what to do, but they all have some way to shine by design in the boss battle. Mm-hmm. But if they're being cornered by thugs and Saturine, eh, let's just do something simple like this. I, I like this as a, as an option, maybe for everything except those big set pieces. Yeah, I agree. It, it seems pretty cool. And, and now and I'm more interested in the yellow King. Yeah, I, I, I like the system a lot. I like actually I like it better than Gumshoe because uh, Gumshoe had a little bit too much crunch for what, what I thought it was trying to do. And this seems to be really Gumshoe 2.0. Yeah, uh, there were some things about Gumshoe that I wouldn't mind seeing improved. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'll give this one a look. Yep, I recommend it. I, I've read through the system. I've not read through all the setting yet. Uh, and again, I haven't read through all of the system insofar as I've not read all of the shock and injury cards. Mm-hmm. I've read dozens of them, but there are 
three or four times what I've actually read so far. Yeah, that's uh, one of those things that I just won't read. <laughs> yeah, I, most people won't until you actually use it. Exactly. Uh, I'm also thinking of uh, this is not an invisible sun thing, but one of the reasons I'm doing all of this is I'm thinking of adapting Mass of Nerlethotep from Call of Cthulhu into the Yellow King system. Hey, you pronounced it right. Did I? <laughs> that, that was a joke that you cut out of our last episode. Thanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember what I what I I remember what I cut out of the last thing I edited, but uh, we're, you, we're recording you these ended out of the recording as I was making the joke about Nerolathotep. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you, I don't want you to say his name a third time. Ooh, better not. <laughs> but yeah, I'm try I'm considering running that campaign uh, for one of my groups, but I would prefer probably to use this system over the Call of Cthulhu system for similar reasons. Call of Cthulhu system is really swingy, especially in combat, famously swingy. And so the joke with, with this campaign is might as well make six characters. Why not just because you'll be using all of them. Cool. Just piles of corpses. Um, but I think turning it into focusing on the investigation part using the, this quick, quick shot gumshoe might be a fun way to do it, but that is an experiment for another day. And while I do that conversion, I might just do some invisible sun conversion for my other game. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm on board. <laughs> Any other questions or comments about the, uh, this modified, simplified and accelerated system for combat from the yellow King RPG? No, I will let you know if I if I try it out. Excellent. I will do the same. We might have a recap episode where we uh, revisit our experiences. Cool. This ends our walk. Maybe you discovered something today. Maybe you need to look closer. The music was titled Beyond from Wes Otis and Plate Mail Games. It is available from DriveThruRPG. Invisible Sun is the intellectual property of Monty Cook Games. You can find a link to their website in the show notes. You can find our blog at incantationspodcast.blogspot.com or email us at incantationspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Agonseer, that's at A-G-O-N-S-E-E-R, on Twitter. And you can find me at tex underscore red on Twitter. So please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes uh, or whichever uh, podcast app you are using. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, we also like seeing ratings and reviews, whether they're good or bad. Uh, or else just tell a friend about the show. That's another great way to get the word out and ha help people find us. <laughs>